0: Hello, friends. Welcome to the Online Pastor Podcast, a place for you to discover faith and explore what it means to follow Jesus, experience God, and navigate life as a person of faith. My name is Amanda, and I am your host and Bible mentor, and I am excited to be on this journey with you. Today, I want to share with you something that I wished. I had learned, oh man, like years ago in my journey, I think I was probably in my late 20s when someone explained this concept to me and I just remember thinking that could have probably saved me 10 years of projecting things on God or yeah, just subconsciously, unconsciously, because I didn't know any better, uh, putting things on God because I didn't realize that his very name can provoke some things in you that you don't realize. And that is when you call God Father. Now, it is quite common for all of us, I think, to, uh, if you think about the conversation when people talk about naming their kids... They will say, oh, I don't want to name this person so-and-so because everyone who who I know is a so-and-so, I just associate with this. And this is not more the case, I don't even think that was proper English, than the word father and the way that this gets in the way of, I think, everyone's relationship with God. Now, I'm not saying that everyone had a bad dad. This is not a judgment on fathers. The reason I bring this up is because in Canada, we recently had Father's Day. And there's always these prayers that get said in Father's Day or usually get said where we also name the pain of people who grew up without a father or a father figure that wasn't healthy. Um... And as we all know, the world is broken and men are broken. And I think there is a particular, I mean, you want to talk about a pandemic of fatherlessness. That is something that we are, have been dealing with for a a long time in the West. Um, but when I discovered that your experience, especially of a child of your dad, subconsciously you take that into your faith life And the way that you interact with God is affected by your relationship with your father. I just had my mind blown. It was like a penny dropped. And this is not um, in any way a commentary on my own father. Because my dad, especially when we were young, just really uh, provided for us. He was a a jokester. We had a lot of fun, uh, had a lot of adventures. but he also wasn't perfect. And so those those flaws, and I'm going to say this, I think parents, if you're honest, your kids know your flaws better than anyone. And those flaws are really exposed in parenting. I have a lot of friends who are going through parenting and, and the line that we keep saying, or they say to me is like, man, my kid's going to need so much therapy. Even though they are trying their best. And I just had no idea about how much My understanding of father, which is formed when you don't have filters, you don't have language, it's implanted in that person, that child of who you are, that you take into your adult life, but then you take into your faith journey and into your interaction with God because he is introduced as God, the father. So how can you not project your own experience of your father onto God, the father? I hope that I'm saying this to you and my hope would be that this is not new, but this is one of the things when I think about resilient discipleship or as I have been thinking about what do I wish someone had told me earlier in my journey, this is probably if not the top one, it's in the top three. So I think a question I would ask if you have not thought about this before is whether you had a dad who was present or not, or maybe he was physically present and emotionally absent. Maybe he was provider and then just kind of a in the background, but your mom was kind of the more emotional disciplinarian. Who even knows? Or maybe your dad was the disciplinarian. Uh, your dad was the one to be feared. Your mom was the nurturer. I have other friends who, you know, the mom was more the disciplinarian and the dad was the one with the emotional uh, kind of connection with his kids. I mean, this varies. And that is all talking about, People who had fathers who were physically present. Then we get into a whole other discussion. If we end up with people who had no father, or people whose father, people's whose father was abusive, neglectful, um, yeah. And I want to say to you that I am sorry that that was your experience. I am sorry that. As a kid, as a child, you didn't have the safety and the love and the consistency of a father in the ways that you needed that would have allowed you to to really thrive as a child. And I also want to say if those things are coming up in you and you feel grief, or maybe you don't feel grief and it's the first time you really own that you can identify with that it's probably a good idea for you to, to seek some, uh, I'm going to say talk therapy, not to scare you that it all needs to be counseling, because sometimes it's just talking with some good friends about what their experience was like with their fathers. I think even more so, if this is you and you are a dad, and you haven't really worked on or articulated your own experience of fatherhood... I mean, you may be discovering that now as you parent, but I also think you are going to parent out of the way you were parented, either in reaction to it or because of it, and you want to lean in. All of that to say that my first kind of takeaway for you would be to understand and really reflect on how you understood your father. As a child, like, and I'm going to say, probably if I had to break it up for you, I'd say do so. This is, um, the psychotherapist to me do so between zero and 12. Like I would say, what was your experience of your dad as a kid? What was your experience of your father as a teenager? Because oftentimes that's a very tense time. The emerging adulthood phase, uh, can sometimes be very rocky, And maybe even in that kind of, do compare it, hold it loosely with your mom um, because you don't want to be overly hard on your dad. Like you probably walked through different journeys with both your parents, but as it pertains to God, the father, it's really necessary that you understand before you had a filter, you know, before it's about 12 years of age, when you really start to understand that there are other families who had different experiences than you did, understand write down, make a list, talk about what were the words that would have described your dad and be curious about it. Don't be judgmental. Your dad was doing the best that he could with what he had, what he was able to be curious about it and be curious about your emotions as well that come up with this. And the reason I say curious is because I think sometimes when we start to name these things, we do actually start to grieve the fact that we maybe now as adults wished we had different things from our parents as a kid. And that's just honest. That is just saying what you what you would have liked. But if you don't name those things, then you're going to take that unnameable thing and you are going to walk that into the relationship you have with Jesus because all of those things you are going to want from the Lord and I actually think that that is right to want the fulfillment from the Lord but if you don't name what those are it's constantly going to be coming from a place of woundedness and God's going to just become anything your father couldn't provide or maybe you had a great model and you think I actually struggle to see this in the Lord or actually can draw parallels. So my first, you know, to come back full circle would be to say, think about those two life phases when you kind of, you know, zero to 12 as a kid, unfiltered, what narrative did you absorb about your dad, his presence, his absence, his availability and then think about what was your experience with your dad as you started to emerge into adulthood, because that can really change things. And and to own like constantly, I mean, truthfully, not constantly, but to own the angst of the teenage years, where there is, I think, on both sides, sometimes the the anxiety separation. What does it look like to parent while someone is, you know, old enough to have their own opinions? And then maybe even as you move into adulthood 18 and onward your relationship shifted again and it's worth noting I think this phase isn't always necessarily as strongly impactful because most of the time there is a sense of independence you have school or you've moved out and you're doing your own thing and so the investment in your interaction is less um I wouldn't say impactful but I would say The strain of what the implications of how you interact are less because you don't need as much from your parents anymore at this point. I think 18, before 18, there is a lot more. It's not just financial, but there is a lot more needed from your parents. When I went to something called the Father Heart Conference, I just completely was, yeah, like I just had this moment where I was like, why has no one ever talked to me about this before? Like I grew up calling, there was like father as in God, the father. And then there was my dad. And I just had never put the two dots together, connected them that said, oh yeah, I either see them as entirely separate or I don't and didn't realize it. And the interesting thing is, and here is one, um, I'm going to challenge you, If, if this doesn't seem you know, maybe you're like, I resonate with this or I don't. I would actually say are the words dad and father to you interchangeable and why or why not? Like some people call their dad dad and they don't want to call God the father daddy or dad. Why not? Would that be comfortable or uncomfortable? I would say for me, sometimes thinking about calling God the father feel daddy feels uncomfortable because it provokes a sort of I mean, if we're going to be honest here, a sort of childish dependence, which, oh, wait, maybe isn't that what we're supposed to have when we're following Jesus? Um, That was sarcasm in case you didn't catch it. But even calling God the Father, Dad, I would say for me, loses this sort of holy distance, I think, like I want to preserve the holiness of God. But then I realize that the God at a distance Feels a little more comfortable because then there's not such an intimacy, right? You think about climbing up in a daddy's lap, like in your dad's lap, like there is, there is that intimacy and vice versa. Maybe you grew up calling your, you never called your dad, dad, you called him father and there was a formality to that relationship. Would you feel comfortable calling him dad? Why or why not? It's just really important that we understand that what we take from our experience with our fathers, we are going to project onto our relationship with God, whether we like it or not. And I uh, I was saying this to someone today, and you can feel free to take issue with me on this, but I feel like the older I get, the more I spend recovering from my childhood is not the right word but i would say understanding how my childhood impacted the 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 adult that i am and going back and kind of having to say that these were great experiences but also like this was not okay or you no know, do you know there's a different way to to do that and and i think particularly when it comes to the relationship with the father if we are going to understand that father heart of god like when we we're calling god daddy or when we are talking about those, those verses that said, you know, God, the, the father delights to give good gifts to his children, or the father of lights, and um, we talk about in the New Testament. What does that provoke in you? What does that bring up in you? And how is that in alignment with what the word of God reveals about God's character? I just want to read to you a couple verses that talk about, God is Father to end. And the one's from Matthew 7. If you then, being evil, know how to give good gifts to your children, how much more shall your Father who is in heaven give what is good to those who ask him? That's just a reminder that we have a Father in heaven who is perfect in every way. And maybe some of us listening have really amazing dads and had a really good experience and we think what and I would say praise God what a gift and maybe some of us had dads who were absent or dads who probably like all of us had some significant flaws and there were some ways in which they really gave us a great experience and other ways in which yeah they exposed um, the brokenness to their kids and the Lord just wants to say That he loves you as a child just as you are. And whether your dad, your human father was absent, he will always be present. Whether your human dad was uh, unstable or unavailable, he will always be the same yesterday, today, and forever. And he is faithful to those who call on him and who seek him. He promises he will be found. Those gaps that you discover in your life, I would encourage you to hold grace for that man, whoever he is, who is your dad. But also ask the Lord to heal those places. Ask your father, ask dad, the great dad, to show himself to you in the areas in which your your earthly father was lacking. And see how that shifts your relationship with him. thank you so much for joining me today on the Online Pastor Podcast. Please take something away and talk to God about it. But also don't take my word for it. Grab your Bibles and spend some time with Jesus. Stay current on the next episode by hitting subscribe and also stay connected by finding us under the handle The Online Pastor. I look forward to being with you again.